This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Good afternoon, San Diego. Welcome in to Gwen and Chris on this Tuesday afternoon. And by now, especially if you've been listening to this uh, station, uh, you've heard the sad, sad news today that owner of the San Diego Padres, Peter Seidler, passed away today. Um, And... uh, what a loss for the organization, the city. Um, I know from a, a personal standpoint, Peter has uh, been great to my family, uh, specifically my mom, who, you know, um, was down and out for quite some time after my dad passed. And really, Peter was the first one to get her to kind of come out of her shell again and, you know, come out. So, um, but we lose a great, great man. Um, here today, Chris, and uh, I think this is being felt really uh, across the city right now. Yeah, throughout baseball, Tony. I mean, these are the really tough days uh, to do this show, and uh, you know, but uh, we're going to open up the phone lines and uh, give everybody an opportunity to share uh, whatever they would like to share about Peter Seidler. I mean, baseball loses a great, uh, great chairman and owner. The Padres lose. Uh, a remarkable guy, uh, 63 years of age, Tony. That's just not old enough, you know. Yeah. I mean, he, he, take, he gets taken from us far, far too soon. And, um, you know, I think one of the things about Peter Seidler, I never met him personally, but just knowing of him and what he was all about, I think first and foremost, Tony, beyond being an owner, beyond being the chairman of the team, beyond being a man who's going to be remembered for green lighting the uh, additions of uh, people like Manny Machado and Xander Bogarts and picking up, you know, the guy, the likes of Fernando and Musgrove and Darvish and Tatis and, 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 uh, and Juan Soto and everybody else. But uh, I, I think more than all of that, I think people around him remember Peter Seidler as an amazing and a great baseball fan. Yeah, He loved baseball, and he loved the game, and he loved – to compete, and uh, you know, he had a, he had a chance and a position as chairman and owner of this franchise to really put his stamp and you know really enter the Padres in the World Series sweepstakes. And I think for that, uh, we're going to always uh, you know uh, be uh, beholden to him and uh, you know what he tried to do and give this city. I mean, it was really his dream. Uh, at least in my estimation, Tony, again, without talking with him, but it was seemed like it was his dream to have that parade yeah, yeah. and, you know, be riding in a, in a open 
you know, aired car down Harbor Boulevard celebrating world championship. And sadly, that did not happen in his lifetime, but it certainly wasn't without him trying and putting in every effort that he possibly could. Our thoughts and prayers and condolences go out to his wife, Sheil, and, and their three children, um, obviously the Seidler family. Um, yeah, I mean, to piggyback what you were just talking about, um, for the younger part of the fan base, or maybe people who have moved here in in the past ten years, um, he has introduced winning and and success in a way um, that many hadn't seen in quite some time. I mean, the fan base that saw the 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 early two thousands or mid to two early with two thousand five two thousand four yeah. Um, that time and there, there hadn't been any winning really since then. And yeah. so from that standpoint, he, he uh, kind of introduced a, a, a winning a little bit more consistent, consistently. And as you mentioned, the um, willingness to um, open up the pocketbook to bring in talent that, you know, for a long time was never associated with coming to San Diego from a free agent standpoint. Um, he got that done. Um, and it's just, um, you know, I I can't think of anybody, at least outside of of John Moore's, that I know wanted to win for the first championship here in San Diego more than Peter Seidler. Yeah, and it's really uh, it's such a sad story, and it's sad news, and it's stunning in a lot of ways. I mean, we all had heard, uh, you know, whispers uh, that his health was not good. Uh, we had certainly kind of come to know that over the last several months of the season. But I don't think anybody felt uh, we were anywhere close to hearing news like this today. And uh, it's really, really difficult to hear this. Uh, and, you know, the whispers of it came out earlier this morning. And, you know, then the Padres confirmed it in a press release this afternoon uh, or late this morning. Uh, yeah, you uh, Darvish uh, X'd about it, tweeted about it. Uh, my heart hurts with the unfortunate news of Peter Seiler's passing. I'm sure everyone that knew him would agree with me when I say Peter was a truly wonderful human being. And being in his presence was always a blessing. He was a teacher of life and taught me countless lessons uh, from the from all the form the from the all the interactions we had. Uh, may his beautiful soul rest in peace. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously there, there were whispers going. You know, this morning when when you know I got the text uh, trying to confirm, and I I, I didn't know any do didn't know much, but. Right. Listen, having lost a a parent, um, you know, as you started to see less and less of Peter throughout the course of the year, obviously for me that was yeah. a, a worry. Yeah. Um, and it, it's because you know how desperate he was to be at baseball games and, and watch his team play. I mean, he he wasn't. You know, a lot of owners own a team, and it's a, it's another bottom line business for no, them. Not for Peter. Yeah, that wasn't the way it was for Peter Seidler. I mean, he he's fan first, owner second, and you know he was lucky enough to be in a position where, as owner, he could in in you know improve the the squad that he loved to root for. But uh, you know. 
I think a lot of us don't really know the entire background of Peter Seidler. We'll care, we'll share a lot of that as we go along today. But uh, the fact that his grandfather was uh, the late Dodgers owner, Walter O'Malley, I think should give you a little idea of what kind of the basis of this man was all about. I mean, Walter O'Malley was a famous owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers and, uh, you know, for decades and decades. And uh, so Peter Seidler grew up as a baseball fan. I yeah. mean, it's it was in his blood from the very beginning and kind of ironic that he grew up in the Dodger family, but uh, he'll always be remembered as uh, Papa and the Padres family. Uh, as, as quiet as kept, that was how Peter Seidler actually first heard me before he became an owner with the, uh, the Padres. Uh, the one year that I worked for the Dodgers after I was done playing. Yeah. Was how he actually got a chance to to hear me, you know, be on radio. Oh, really? And, uh, yeah. Eventually, I mean, I don't know if he had a hand in it or not, but I would end up here in San Diego. Certainly, um, um, you know, as you said, he's been connected to baseball long before he took over ownership for for the Padres. And um, yeah, man, this is a uh, this is a tough day. It's there's, not there's, easy. This is there's, there's really no other way to say it. Go ahead, Scrape. Uh Some of the stream comments uh, from Michael. I would like to see a Peter statue added to the new Gallagher Square. Um, some of the the sentiments are that Peter was one of us. He got it. And I think that's something that I realized about him is that he really did get it. He had a fan's view of the game. So I, I, I recall being in Arizona, and he was there. And for whatever reason, he ends up walking through uh, the concourse, like the seats. And, like, I can't think of an owner who I can recall – has ever gotten a standing ovation from the section that that he was walking through? Yeah, not too many owners get standing no, ovations. No, and most of, most owners are kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Like they get you, booed. You, you know who they are. Yes, they get booed if they show up among the fans. Not this guy. Yeah, that 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 certainly um, wasn't Peter. So yeah, uh, our our show has you know completely changed. Obviously, with this news, we'll we'll have Jesse Agler on in uh, the two o'clock hour. We we'll have Sam Levitt on, who's down at uh, Petco, or is still down at Petco, uh, according to to Scraby. He is, yes. Um, and for those who, who may be wondering, I know at midnight tonight, uh, Petco Park's going to close the home plate gate, um, but it will reopen tomorrow at 6 a.m. and will be open till midnight as well if you want to go down and pay your respects uh, to, to Peter Seidler. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a lot of people are congregating down at Petco Park, and uh, as you said, we'll get a report on that later from uh, from Sammy Levitt. I, you know, I just, uh, you know, I, I look at the Padres and uh, where they've, you know, I think that story you told about him getting a getting a standing ovation is is quite uh, telling. Um, we in San Diego, you know, as a community, a sports community have not necessarily been blessed with the most well-loved ownership. I mean, you can go all the way back to Donald Sterling owning the Clippers and taking them out of town to Los Angeles. And the Spanoses never, you know, were able to create any kind of uh, kind of friendship with this city. And, of course, now uh, the name Spanos is just linked to, you know, bad news here in town. 
And, um, you know, some of the ownership that the Padres had wasn't exactly loved prior to Peter Seidler, but Peter Seidler changed all that. He did. You know, he really did. I mean, like you said, Tony, I mean, people love this guy. He could walk among the fans and, uh, and they would salute him. They, they knew, we all knew, you know, just how desperate this team was and he was to try and, try and win and try and compete and knock off the likes of the Dodgers. And I'm glad that he was around to see that last year and, you know, a, a highlight moment certainly in this franchise's history. But, uh, I think it's, you know, with Peter's, uh, Peter in our hearts and, uh, and in their hearts, I think, you know, that's how the Padre organization has to move forward. And, you know, if you're wondering what this all means for the Padres and what they're going to do here and There's do there, time for that, right? exactly. Yeah. This is not the time for any of that. Uh, we'll certainly have many days to discuss. You know where things will go from here, but uh, today is a day of of remembering. Yeah, when we were in the clubhouse last year after the Padres beat the Dodgers, I remember one thing that just hit me right now about Peter Seidler. Everybody's spraying the champagne. Everybody's yelling and screaming. And he's he's kind of just standing in the corner taking yeah, it I all in. I remember that. I remember. Yeah. He, he wasn't, wasn't, he wasn't, wasn't a in part the, of it. He wasn't yeah. a part of it. He was just standing off to the side, almost enjoying yes. the fact that those guys were enjoying Absolutely. enjoying the moment yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. That is the type of individual you're talking about when you're talking about Peter Sire. That's a great. Uh, that's a good good good. It just uh, hit me. Good. What do you want to call that? A uh, memory. Memory. Yeah. 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 Well, well, Scraby's have... the young young of the three of us, <laughs> yes. so he has a better memory than we do. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, uh, and then Adam went and got an interview with him. So it, it's just like stuff like that. I'm glad that he got to experience. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll 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 open up the phone lines eight three three two eight eight zero nine seven three. Feel free to uh, give us a call and uh, get what's off your chest. We'll 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 be here for till six o'clock, and uh, today we'll this show will be in honor of uh, of Peter Seidler, as uh, if you are just tuning in, passed away today. Uh, here in San Diego. So uh, plenty more show to get to. As I said, Jesse Agler will join us later on at 2 o'clock hour. More Gwen and Chris when we return. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
Nerd. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Welcome back to Gwyneth on a very sad Tuesday here in San Diego. The passing of uh, Padres chairman and owner Peter Seidler earlier. Uh, word came down, uh, started uh, filtering around this morning and uh, late this morning, the Padres sent out a press release. Peter Seidler, just 63 years of age, uh, the uh, cause of death was not disclosed. Uh, Peter Seidler had undergone a medical procedure uh, within the last month or so that uh, prevented him from attending uh, any games down the stretch uh, in September for the Padres. Uh, we had heard that uh, he was doing pretty well after that, but uh, didn't really hear a lot more. And um, you know, we're going to take your phone calls, 833-288-0973. Uh, this is not only Tony uh, the baseball community that uh, mourns today uh, don't. I mean, Peter Seidler is involved in so many things. I mean, and yeah, absolutely. He a, he's a major. Uh, you know, he, he formed something called the Tuesday Group uh, that hosted weekly meetings and addressed the homelessness issue throughout San Diego. And uh, isn't that an issue that needs addressing? He also helped raise more than $18 million through the Padres' Pedal the Cause for Local Cancer Research. Um, I mean, this is a guy whose impact felt in a lot of different ways in yeah. our community. And probably, I'm just giving you a couple, I'm sure there's many more that we don't even know about that he was involved in. Uh, Peter was extremely passionate about the homelessness uh, situation here, and specifically here in San Diego. At times, was frustrated that, it couldn't be yeah dealt with in the way that he he saw fit and um it, it was something that he, he he really attacked in the same way that you've seen him attack the roster and and do the things necessarily to bring a a super talented team he was the same he was that same way off the field he, the passion you saw for him and the padres was the same passion that he had in cleaning up that particular situation so yeah yeah. He was a, he was a he was a well-rounded man as well. Yeah, no doubt. If again, if you want to uh, pay your respects, uh, the home plate gate at Petco Park is open uh, uh, till midnight tonight. It'll be open again tomorrow morning. Uh, it's also uh, uh, the parking down there is free. If you are concerned about that, just go down and uh, they'll find you a place to park, and you can go in and pay your respects. People are leaving flowers and. Some of their best wishes for the uh, the Padres uh, owner and chairman. Uh, all right, let's go to some phone calls here. We'll do this throughout the show and uh, share our recollections of Peter Seidler on this very, very sad day. We'll start with Zach and Chula Vista. Zach, welcome to Gwen and Chris. Uh, how you doing, fellas? We're hanging uh, in there. Yeah, uh, obviously a tremendously sad day uh, for the city. And just Peter, I never met him, of course, but just a man who had such a tremendous wisdom about him. Uh, 
just like a, a wise sage type of type of guy, you know, and, and uh, he came to us, uh, I mean, his, his ownership came to the forefront when we really needed somebody. We were down, when we were down, you know, charters had left. It was, it was, it was bad times here. And, and his presence came and lifted us up and gave us that hope again for this, for this franchise. And uh, I guess it makes me the most sad. So, you know, I think we've lost the three men who I think cared about this franchise the most. And, and uh, Jerry Coleman, Tony's father, and, and now Peter. Uh, so that hurts a lot, you know. I think. Well, we've we've just lost somebody who cared about us a lot, and uh, and that hurts obviously. Uh, yeah. So Peter was a tremendous man, and uh, and tremendously wise, and so we will he will be missed. Yeah, he's going to be very hard to replace. Thank you so much, Zach. Very good way to start uh, the calls that we're taking today. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, somebody's going to have to step into this void. And again, uh, today's not the day for that. But uh, he leaves, a, he leaves a, a huge wake behind him, Tony. I mean, with all of the things that he has contributed to. and uh, It's amazing what, what hope can do, right? I mean, because um, he mentioned that he brought hope back to the city in terms of the Padres, you know, being relevant again. And... Um, he, he was a he was a he was an optimist. If you ever like came across Peter and, and talked to him, it didn't matter. Like you could almost sense it in some of the articles that came out that he was interviewing that were, I think, in large part negative. But when you listen to him speak on those things, there always was some positivity in it. Like he saw the best in people. He saw the best in situations. Um, and you know, obviously. When you lose somebody like that, it's going to leave a huge wake. Now, we, we don't know. It, it, it's silly to even speculate because we don't know what happens from here. All we know today is that we lost somebody who cared immensely, who wasn't from San Diego, but cared immensely about the city and wanted to see it have its shining moment, with a as he always referred to, a parade. So yeah. um, it, it's unfortunate that when that happens, he won't be around sad that he won't be around yeah to to see it when it does happen and let's hope that it happens soon and uh you know we're able to uh you know recollect his contributions to that when it does happen he uh yeah he attended the university of virginia and then uh, got his master's at ucla uh don't know was he uh a big Bruins fan, a la Dave Marcus. Do we know? I don't know. I never. Yeah. I never actually asked him about <laughs> the Bruins. Never able to ask him about the Bruins, but uh, yeah, he's. Uh, he was originally. He's. He's part of a huge family too. I, yeah. I think that's the other thing that caught my eye today. Uh, you mentioned his wife Sheil. His mother Terry is still alive. Uh, he had three children. But uh, had nine brothers and sisters, yeah. so uh, it's a big family that Peter Seiler is a part of, and uh, I know one of his brothers uh, is it Tom, Tom that is very much involved yeah. with the Padres, awesome. and uh, you know will probably continue to be uh, moving forward. Let's go to Art and Del Mar. Art, thanks for joining us here on Gwen and Chris today. Hi guys, Hi. bad day. Yeah, uh, I I have I have two I had two run-ins. Um, with uh, Peter Seiler uh, while we were helping the homeless. Uh, I didn't know it was Peter Seiler, and it was the, actually the homeless that brought it to my attention. When w w we were handing out care packages from 
Mexico, uh-huh. which is where we go each and every month. And he goes, who are you with? <laughs> Maybe he thought we were part of the Tuesday group, maybe some subsidiary or something. And I said, because he heard us say three-word ministry, fourth-grade language, Jesus says hello. And regardless whether he of his religious background, he asked, who are you with? And we said, well, we're on our own, BiblesForHomeless.com. We make these care packages, 10 bucks a bag. And he pulled out, the first time we met him, just out of his pocket, two $100 bills. And he said, this is for 20 bags. And I didn't know who the guy was at the moment, even though I'm a hardcore Padres fan because he got caught by surprise. I didn't know, I wasn't expecting to see him right there near Petco on the street. And he was with a couple of other people. And it was the homeless who said, this is the owner of the Padres. They, they well knew who he was. He was a fixture like the plumbing on the street. And one thing that I want to match with the and with his contributions, extensive contributions, is a takeaway that I got from him. And by the way, he ran into us the second time, and he gave $300. So he bought 30 bags the second time around. He knew who we were. But the takeaway I had from it all was you are, all of us, regardless of how much money, how little money you have, you have uh, provisions and in the case of Peter Seiler, very magnanimous with his money, with charities, and with the Padres for the city. You are a, a custodian of provisions, some of which are not for you. You're being tested by the creator God upstairs. They're not for you. They were never meant for you. You were just being tested to see if you're going to be stingy and miserly or if you're going to be helping those less fortunate. And so kudos to the Seiler family. There is a place in heaven. That's all I have to say. Biblesforhomeless.com. Thank you, gentlemen. Indeed. Well done, Art. Thank you, Art. Very good. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the part of this contribution to our community that uh, we are probably going to find out a lot more right. about it, moving forward here. But, you know, everybody thought, well, he's the owner of the Padres and uh, he's, you know, this rich guy who, you know, buys players and sits up in his owner's box. No, none of that's really accurate describing Peter Seidler. It, it, it really isn't. It, it, there's a, there's, it's, a, it's a trip. It's a theme, really, right, is that when you have people like Peter Seidler, for those who listened to the show before this in Coach Contera, you had people calling in all day, right? When you have people like this that, that pass and, and leave behind legacy, uh, you're going to get phone calls like that. We're going to get phone calls like that throughout the rest of the show. And it speaks to the type of individual. Nobody saw Peter do that other than Art and, and yeah, the homeless right. folks that they were serving that day. Um, and so there's going to be some stories that we hear today that are completely surprised no one will know about. But that's a lot about what your character is, is, is what you're doing when no one's watching, when, when mm. the lights and cameras aren't on you. Very yeah. well said, and, Tony. And he also had a very big hand in supporting people who were, uh, had addiction issues, alcohol or drugs. He, uh, his wife, I was just reading that she had addiction issues. And so once she got through that, Peter and his wife both got in, involved with different groups around town and had a sober house and things like that. I mean, a recovery home, I want to make that clear. But it just seems like anything that he could do to help people, he did, is yeah. what i trying to get to. Yeah, and uh, that's about uh, one of the nicest things you can say about somebody is that's, that was one of their one of their uh, their desires in life was to make things not just better for themselves, their family, but for everybody uh, that they could around them. And Peter Seidler touched many, many people in that way. 
Uh, all right, Jesse Agler, uh, Tony's partner, voice of the Padres, will join us in the next segment, uh, but we'll have a lot more phone calls, your thoughts, anything that you'd like to share today about the memories of Peter Seidler, passed away at the age of 63 earlier today. Gwen and Chris, we continue to honor him and remember him here on 97.3 The Fan. Tough day for the city of San Diego and the Padres organization, Peter Seidler. Passed away at the age of 63 here today. And uh, right now we're, um, I think at this point, we're, we're kind of reliving some of our, our our good moments that we've had. Some folks who have, have called in already have, um, who may have had an encounter or two and, and some who haven't, just kind of expressing uh, their feelings on, on, on the loss of Peter Seidler and the impact he's had um, on this community. And so uh, we're going to jump to the phone lines. Oh, no, we're not jumping to the phone. I thought you were telling me, Scrape. No? Sorry. <laughs> we got to actually print an actual booklet of signs. Hand signs. For Scrape to learn. Yeah. So that he can give us the right He signals. gave me the thumbs up. So I thought, okay, Jesse must be on the line. But- I was actually thinking we were on such a wavelength earlier that I was going to say, should I call him now? Oh, that's what the thumbs up was. Usually the thumbs up means he's ready to go. So that was on me. You that understand my me. confusion. There. Yes, I do oh, understand okay. it, All but right. I'm going to try to get to him. So I'll second. wait for your actual thumbs up. I'll give here. you double thumbs up. Perfect. Okay. Um, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, we've been, been able to, Chris and I and Scraby have been able, and those listening have been able to hear some of uh, the encounters that people have had. Uh, Chris, and to no surprise, I mean, it's exactly what you and I expected. Well, part of it is what I expected, and part of it is what I wasn't thinking about. You Touché. know, the whole, the, his whole impact on the homeless situation here in San Diego and all the work he's done for cancer research. I mean, those are things that I, that, you know, in general don't come up when I think about Peter Seidler. You know, I think about him being the owner of the, of the Padres and uh, being a good baseball fan, but you know his impact on everything else in uh in this community i think is is really you know part of the part of the story that i didn't really think about too much but i'm glad that i'm kind of being made more aware of it you know today cuz i mean he deserves uh, a lot more a lot more credit for what he's done in this community than you know we even i think originally think when we you know, thank Peter Seidler. Yeah, let's sign. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. My partner, Jesse Agler, joins us here on Gwen and Chris. And Jesse, obviously, uh, well, not obviously, you and I, I had reached out to Jesse uh, when I first got the text and was unsure and trying to confirm or if it was real or not. And Jesse didn't know at the time. We actually found out at the same time while we were talking to each other. And Jess, well, just your initial thoughts on on the loss of Peter Seidler. Oh, man. Um, I, I really think the only place to begin is that it's just it's a sad day and a bad day uh, for for all of us. And, and when I say all of us, I don't mean necessarily the people who work for the Padres or who sort of inhabit the Padres solar system. And, and I know that's a lot of people in this community, but um, his reach extended well beyond the Padres. I'm yeah. sure you guys have been talking a lot about that, even just at the beginning of your show. And 
um, you know, what Peter did for this community, an adopted community, by the way. Um, you know, we're not all, all lucky enough to be born and raised San Diego. Some of us had to find our way here, um, as I did and as Peter did. And, and I think like pretty much everybody who ends up here one way or another, you learn very quickly what a special place it is. And, and Peter poured his heart and his soul and his pocketbook into this community, um, not just into the Padres, not just into Petco Park, uh, but into San Diego, you know, the stuff we've heard about. And I tell you what, I guarantee you, there's plenty we never heard about, um, you know, that, that took place behind the scenes and, and things that Peter and his family uh, did for people uh, in this community. And, and, and it's, it's a bad day for all of us. It's a sad day for all of us. Uh, but what a wonderful, wonderful man uh, that we were lucky enough to get to know. And, and Tony, you know, I know for you and I in particular, like yeah. um, they're, they're just there aren't a lot of people like that that we're going to have the opportunity to come across in our lives. And and I think we knew that even as we got to enjoy our time with him. And it's a, it's a pretty big part of my reflection, I think, here today. Jesse, um, you know, the, the, the thing that stands out to me at a glance is that Peter Seidler's not like all the other owners or not like a lot of the other owners that we think of. I mean, yeah. we think of ownership as somebody sitting up behind a, you know, a, uh, a glass window watching from an owner's box. I mean, he was, he was a fan more than almost anything else. And I imagine as somebody who, you know, worked for him ultimately, uh, it was kind of a pleasure to be able to have, have be in the employee of an owner like that. It's, it's a dream. It's a dream. And I, I was thinking about this today. Um, and, and, you know, many of my conversations with Peter were like the conversations that like Tony and I would have off the air or Chris, when you stop by and I see you like the conversations we'd have about the team. When, when you work in sports and you guys know this, but for the listeners, it, it, especially if you work for a team or in one specific sport, obviously huge baseball fan growing up. Um, and Tony, your perspective is a little bit different because you basically have lived in the, in, in major league baseball your entire life. But, you know, for me, my, my fandom changed when I began working in professional sports a little bit. And so the way like I feel about the Padres is quite frankly and honestly, a little bit different than the way I feel about like when I watch Miami hurricanes football, when I watch Miami hurricanes football, I'm an unglued maniac. Okay. <laughs> you know, and, and like, I'm sure Tony with the Lakers, right. Yes. Or Chris with the dolphins. Like we have like, when you're like a full 100% fan of something, Right. It's a very different thing than when you work for a team. But I tell you what, Peter didn't lose that with yeah. the Padres. Like, not only did he work for the team, he owned the team. Like, so, you know, it was like he was as invested literally as any of us in their success, but he never lost like that fan's perspective. And that is unbelievably rare and so refreshing. And it made the conversations with him so fun because it really did feel like any of us you didn't feel like you were talking to the owner, I guess, is what I'm saying. When you talk to Peter about the team, he'd be, you know, he'd, he'd come up to you and be like, whew, so what do you think about the eighth inning? You know, and it was yeah. like, you'd yeah. start talking about it and talking about it. And, you know, like halfway through my rambling, I remember who I'm speaking to. And I'd be like, well, what do you think about the eighth inning? You know, like that, that's far more important than what I think. And, and I mean, just such like genuine, genuine warmth and love for the game and for people. Um, you know, I, I did the thing, which I know we all do when we lose somebody these days. And I looked back through texts and emails, you know, just to kind of, you know, feel something. And, and I don't know if that's like the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do, but my God, like it just reminded me what a, what an incredibly positive and supportive 
person Peter Seidler was. You know, my my career here began early on in, in Peter's tenure with the Padres. And so, like, in, in a weird way, maybe we kind of grew together, um, you know, working here in San Diego. He, he arrived in 2012. I arrived in 2014. And looking back, I saw some of the early, early emails he sent me. Really, you could tell I was a young guy kind of finding my feet. And he would just shoot me unsolicited notes of support. Yeah. Hey, I was, I was walking on the beach tonight and listening to you guys. You sounded great. Hey, great home run call, stuff like that. And I mean, gosh, like what an unbelievably unnecessary, but kind, meaningful thing to be able to do. Um, and, and that's just how he was with everybody. Oh, just a, a tremendous, tremendous human. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that was Peter Seidler in a nutshell. Like those side conversations. I mean, that's how I found out he knew that I was doing the post pre and post game for the Dodgers in in fifteen or sixteen, is because he would say he would sit and, and and listen and he'd go over that kind of stuff and he was just so kind. It's funny, and Jesse can attest to this. Broadcasters are by nature a little cynical, right? And I think the part that Jesse just hit on, where you're having a conversation and you know. We're watching these games every day, and so you start to wear those those bad moments a little bit more. But he always found a way to recenter the conversation around the fans and what they were feeling. He was very passionate about that portion and winning, Jesse. That was the other thing that I always found yeah. uh, to be enlightening to be around him is because you don't – he wanted to win particularly for a, an adopted city – uh, so badly. He, he, he was kind, he was warm, but boy, was he competitive. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's, and, and that's like the perfect mix. I mean, literally, if you, if you ask like a fan of any sports team, Hey, if, if you could create the perfect owner for your favorite team in a lab, you're pretty much going to come up with what Peter Seiler was, you know, someone who thought like a fan who spent, you know, like a fan would spend, uh, who kind of right. exuded the positivity required to shepherd the thing through the ups and the downs. You know, he he understood the roller coaster nature of it, you know, in a way that was maybe even beyond, like, the usual fan perspective. You know, like, he, he's been in pro baseball basically his entire life uh, because of his family and the Dodgers, and so he's seen so many ups and downs, uh, you know, in kind of an intimate way. And so that, I think, afforded him you know, like this perspective of being able to zoom out and like 2021, for instance, um, you know, when that really went badly or this year, and obviously we didn't get the opportunity to speak with him the tail end of this year because he wasn't well. But I remember conversations and emails and texts, you know, after the disappointment of 2021. And while he was as devastated as I think everybody was in town, he understood that it was part of the larger picture. And, you know, sure enough, what happened last year, in 22, the Padres go all the way to the championship series in the National League. And, um, you know, he he enjoyed it so much. Um, he wants it so badly for this fan base, for this community. Um, you know, he, I think really at the end of the day, perhaps as much as anything, he took his responsibility of sort of being the shepherd of this team so seriously. And he knows what it means to this fan base. Um, he knows what it means to the people in this community. When I say community, I mean, you know, down, yeah, into Baja, but up north, out east, like, he understood the breadth of the thing. And, you know, I think especially in the wake of the Chargers leaving, understanding just how much pride we all take here in the success of this organization. And, and he wanted to make it as successful as possible. 
You know, as uh, as a broadcaster uh, on other you know levels of sports and doing all the games that I've done and all the teams, I mean, owners can sometimes be a little intimidating and make yeah. you feel a little uncomfortable, and you kind of worry about what you're saying, especially when you see them in person. Because yeah. you're supposed to be a broadcaster, you're supposed to be really good at talking, and if you're stumbling in front of the owner, you feel a little bit uh, <laughs> self conscious about it. So that just amazes me that you actually got texts and notes from Peter Seidler telling him how great your call was on a certain play. Because I had an owner with the hockey team here in San Diego, Ron Hahn, who uh, owned the Gulls, who used to call me in my hotel room and say, hey, you made a great call tonight on the game. I loved listening to it. That carried me for, oh, I don't know, about four years. You know, just yeah. hearing one comment yeah. like that from the owner and knowing that he was listening and he appreciated what I was doing, uh, that, that that Peter Seidler was able to do the same and, and accomplish that is, is another measure of the man. No question. Um, you know, I think understanding what you just said, right, like that one kind comment can carry somebody for a very long time. You know, it's so impactful. It's so meaningful coming from somebody like that. And I mean, that's something I really try and remember in my career because, you know, I've been touched a few times over the years. I have a Marcotte story I've told once or twice that I know Tony's heard about, you know, some kindness that Cots, uh showed me after like my first ever series doing television for the Padres in 2014. And like how I just went from like zero to 80 in terms of how I was feeling after Mark made like a, a 10 second comment to me. Um, and, and yeah, Peter with regularity would say nice things. He, you know, also, and, and this kind of goes along with it all, like, he loves baseball, man. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, in the way we all love baseball, like, Tony and I are baseball geeks. Chris, I know you're a geek. Like, we, Tony and I, the off-air conversations we have in the booth, probably embarrassing, like, when you really, like, step back and think about it. <laughs> and we'll just, like, randomly dork out about some, you know, 1987 something or other that comes up in conversation and we're going down the baseball reference rabbit hole and like, you know, going on and on and on. And and poor Dave Marcus is listening to us. And then like (laughs) you would talk to Peter and he was the exact same way. And his brother, Tom, who I adore is the exact same way. Like we can have these great baseball conversations because he just loves, loves, loves baseball. And um, yeah, you, you would often, often forget you were speaking to the owner of the team when speaking to him, which is perhaps the greatest compliment you can give any owner um, because he really was just kind of like, you know, at the end of the day, it felt like you were talking to just anybody else who worked for the team, who cared about the team and who wanted great things for the team. Jesse, one last uh, thought before you leave. I mean, how will you personally remember Peter Seiler? You know, Scraby brought up a, a good memory that I had kind of forgot about. I can't remember. It was after one of the clinchings. It was. Was it a, after L.A.? It was the yes. It was after the, the, the after at the DS. The guys are in there spraying champagne, and he is just off in the corner. No one's by him. He's just watching the guys enjoy the moment. That's that's probably the one that'll stick out in my mind. Do you have one before we let you get out of here? I think for me, it's it's you know some of the the notes that he sent me. Um, you know, especially when he was healthy, he, he was, he was good at it. You know, he, he, it was, it was far more regular than it should have been. Um, you know, I think like, I I just, I, again, I was looking back at emails and texts today and I always knew it, but it just struck me again, just how kind of a person. And like, I genuinely believed he thought I was great at what I did. Um, and whether he believed that or not, doesn't ever matter, uh, because he made me feel like he thought I was. 
And like Chris, you were saying that that's going to carry me forever. It's going to carry me forever. Um, because, um, that guy has been around baseball. He loves baseball. He knows baseball. And if he thought I was even half decent at my job, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so like, I'll, I'll save those emails for the rest of my life. I'll save those texts for the rest of my life. And, and, you know, if there's a day I'm down on myself, pull one up, kind of smile a little bit and, and, oh man, he's a, he's a very, very special person. No doubt. Jess, as always, man, appreciate you coming on, sharing some of your thoughts and uh, we'll do it again soon. Of course, guys. Thanks, Jesse. Jesse Agler, Padres radio voice, uh, just giving his thoughts on Peter Seidler and, and obviously the passing. And um, as he continues, uh, as the callers before him uh, say, you know, these are this is a this was a special man, one of one. Uh, and as Chris mentioned, this, there's just not very many owners who had that type that of personality. Touch. Yeah, they don't have that touch. You know, I mean. Uh, people don't realize it, but as a broadcaster, we're also, uh, you know, we're very hard on ourselves, right? I mean, we, you know, we we want to do a great job. We want to believe that everybody thinks we're great at what we do. But when the owner of the team appreciates what you do and tells you that they appreciate what you do, all of a sudden it doesn't matter if somebody like Scraby comes along and says, you know, you're no good. How yeah. did I get put in this conversation as the negative guy? Just my example <laughs> of somebody that would have negativity towards something. I would. I'd be like, well, you did get out a little bit late on that segment, Chris. <laughs> yeah, so. But when the owner says, hey, Chris, I don't care when you're, when you're talking on the air and you run over time on a segment, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> See, then I can tell you that, uh, hey, the owner appreciates me. Yeah, I mean, no, that's a it, big deal. That, it, that's, I think that's everybody. Everybody who, who works. Yeah, right. Like, you know, in any workplace. If that's right. If the owner of the company is, is genuinely coming to you, telling you how good of a job you're doing. And just appreciating it, you. And it goes so it, it far. It goes so far. And that's a lesson for anybody who's uh, a boss out yeah. there. No, I mean, that's those. Take those a are minute the... to go thank the, your employees today. Yeah. You know, take a minute and go, go rock around the office and thank everybody for the job they're doing to help you be successful right i will say that adam does tell me thank you a lot so he's got that quality in him why are you guys looking at me like i have 500 heads because adam's not the owner of the <laughs> but he's our boss you were talking about a boss touche touche yeah, sorry i don't know why great. i got so upset jesus now, don't get upset today today's not Just a day being man. upset it's all good guys it's all good keep it together three o'clock hour on the way <laughs> this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.